0: If you are not legally protected in your business, you are leaving money on the table. Hey, I get it. The legal side of business can feel intimidating, but the good news is it doesn't have to be. If you want to build your business on a strong foundation, and if you want to know that your rights are protected when the unexpected happens with a client or a customer, then it's time to get legally protected. This means no more using free contracts that you downloaded off of the internet. This means partnering with a law firm that actually believes in your vision and can help you achieve it. This means legally protecting your brand so that no one can steal your good ideas. There are a lot of ways to grow and scale, but if you want to grow a strong business, it's time to get legally protected. If you're listening and resonating with this, then my signature service, The Legal Upgrade, just might be perfect for you. The Legal Upgrade is a straightforward, structured process to give your business the legal protection that it needs to thrive. Click the link in the show notes and schedule a call with me today. Hello and welcome to the Legal Upgrade Podcast. I'm your host, licensed attorney, Christian Hammond. This podcast breaks down the legal side of business to reveal key legal strategies that can help you take your business to the next level. Please note that none of the following is legal, tax, investment, financial, or medical advice. Without further ado, let's get into the show if you come up with a really great idea who owns that idea you or your employer today's live stream is for engineers college professors or really anyone in the in the research field or who has a stem oriented career because if you have a research oriented career or if you have a stem oriented career there's a good chance that what you do for your job and what you do during your own personal project time or tinkering time, are either the same or they're very similar. And if that's true, if what you do for your day job, your nine to five, and what you are working on or building or tinkering with in your personal time, if they functionally look very similar, that can raise some pretty tricky intellectual property questions. And that is what I want to talk about today. And if you are an employee, meaning you are a W2 at the end of the tax year, you get a W2 form, and you've never thought about this question, you are going to want to listen to this entire live stream. If you've never thought about the question of, wait, if I come up with a really good idea, do I own that? or does the company I'm working for own that? If you've never thought about that or never gotten the answer to that question, you are definitely going to want to listen to this today. And if you are new here, welcome. Thank you for being here. My name is Christian Williams Hammond. I am the owner and founder of Bevel Law, I am a trademark attorney licensed in Washington, D.C., and I specialize in helping small business owners, founders, and entrepreneurs protect their intellectual property and get trademarked. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys today. I am uh, sick. Um, I, I definitely, I don't know about you, but I definitely caught that post Thanksgiving plague. So I'm struggling through it a little bit today, but I'm I'm hanging in because I think this is such an important topic, uh, such a timely topic, because I know there are so many people who, yeah, you've got your nine to five, but you're also working on your own project, your own idea, your own invention. And so I think it's such a timely topic and I just really wanted to talk about it today. Uh, but if I'm sniffling or coughing, that's why. So uh, before we can really dive deeper into this topic, we need to kind of start at the beginning of what is intellectual property and how does it work? Because that idea you have that project you're working on, that thing you're trying to invent is a type of intellectual property. So let's start from a baseline and just lay a good f- foundation of what is intellectual property. Um, An intellectual property is the property of ideas the property of originality. It's the property of thought. It's not necessarily tangible. You can't necessarily hold it with your hands. But in a lot of ways, it's the currency that our world runs on. The most important things are new ideas. And if you have a new product, a new service, or a new whatever, it started as an idea. At its core, it's intellectual property. There are four main types of intellectual property which are patents, trademarks, copyrights, and trade secrets. But when we're talking about original work, a lot of times the most relevant category is copyright. A lot of times I think people think copyright and they think, um, you know, books, like, you know, you read a book and you see that little C symbol down at the bottom. Yeah. Books are copyright, but it's also anything that can be written. So computer code, Source code is also covered by copyright because it's something that can be written. So whether what you are writing is computer code or whether it's a curricula, whether it is a process, a concept, whatever it is that may be written down, if it's using the written word, if it's written down on paper or if it's written uh, digitally or electronically, it would still be covered by copyright. Copyright also covers everything that can be recorded. So yes, that's on the more creative side like music, but it's also um, on the other side of podcasts, videos, pretty much anything that can be captured with a camera or recorded in an audio state can be copyrighted. So copyright really covers many of the things if not most of the things that you might be working on in your free time or that you might be building on the side while still working that nine to five job and um so i see a question here is a phrase com- covered by copyright no phrases are c- covered under trademark so a trademark is more about the name of the business the name of a brand the logo that is going to be on the trademark side, whereas original work um, again, something that originally was recorded or written out is going to be the copyright side. So again, most of the things you might be working with, um, working on are probably going to be covered under copyright. So what does the copyright law say about who owns those original ideas, those original works? Well, under the United States Copyright Act, first of all, it's federal law, so it's not state by state, it's federal. No matter where you live in the United States or in the U.S. territories, it's all the same law because it's federal. And under the Copyright Act, there's only two kinds of people in this world. There are employees, those who get the a W-2 at the end of the tax year, and there are 1099s. Contractors, those who get a 1099 uh, at the end of the tax year, or you might not always get a 1099 if you're self-employed. But there's only two kinds of people in this world: those who get the W, those who get W2s, and those who get 1099s. <clears throat> and if you are someone who gets a W2, then the Copyright Act says that work that an employee does within the scope of their employment is owned by their employer by default work that is done by an employee that is within the scope of their employee of their employment is owned by the employer so whatever the employee was hired to do whatever is within the scope of that employee's job description generally speaking whatever they do create come up with is going to be owned by the employer. Now that's not an absolute rule. There's typically other parameters. Like it was, um, like it was probably done maybe on company time or with company materials, but that's the general rule. And then, so there's the copyright act, but then if you are an employee, then at some point you also signed an employment agreement. And if you are, again, a college professor, if you are an engineer, or if you are in any research-oriented profession or STEM-oriented profession, and then maybe even if you're not, the position that most companies take is that if you did it on my time and if you did it using my resources, then I own it. That's the position that most companies take. And so um, it it can vary a little bit from company to company, but generally speaking, that's how most employment agreements read. Now that's assuming that your employer knew what they were doing and they hired a good lawyer to actually write up their employment agreements. Uh, You know, their results may vary, but if your employer hired a good employment agreement, that's probably what it says. And so if you are working on your own project, if you are building your own company, um, if you're working on your own inventions, that could potentially raise some tricky intellectual property questions. Because again, if the project you are building and the kind of work you're doing for that project looks a lot like the work that you are hired to do by your employer, that can create some just, again, sticky Um, intellectual property questions. So it's really important if you are a college professor, if you are an engineer, or if you're in any research or STEM field, or even if you're not, but you are working on your own project on the side, outside of your nine to five job, it's really important to get clear on this question. Do I own this? Or does my employer own it? And the first question again starts with, Am I an employee or am I self employed? And so um, for me, you know, a lot of my clients are self employed. They have left their corporate job, they have left the corporate world, and they've started their own business. They're self employed. They do not get a W 2 at the end of the tax year. And, but I have other clients who are, you know, engineers, college professors, et cetera, who are still employed. They are have a full-time job but they're also working on their own thing they are w2 employees and now some others of you um you maybe you own a business maybe some years ago you left the your corporate job and you started your own business and you were self-employed but maybe now the business is doing really well and you are actually on payroll at your company yes you're the ceo but you are An employee of your company so for for you guys you actually went from being an employee to being self-employed and now you're an employee again you're the ceo but from a tax perspective and from a copyright law perspective you are an employee and if you are in that position as a ceo that's just something to be aware of yes you're the ceo yes you own the company but if you are legally an employee then the things that you are creating and doing, assuming that they are in your job description, are um, generally speaking owned by your company. This catches some people off guard. There's actually a very interesting story about uh, the founder of um, a company. Um, She later then also started a foundation and uh, she was an employee of her own foundation. She then passed away. Well, she had intended to leave certain things you know, in her will to certain people, and then it turned out that the court did not honor her wishes because the court found that she didn't actually own those things. Her, her foundation owned them because she was an employee at the foundation. So she didn't actually own that intellectual property. She couldn't actually give it away because she didn't own it. So these are just things to think about. You might think, oh, I'm the CEO. But if you're an employee, intellectual property might not be going where you think it's going. So again, very important to get clear on this question. And so the first thing is to understand generally how intellectual property law works. And we just talked about the Copyright Act and how that works. And the second thing to get clear on is what does your actual employment agreement say? And many of you, maybe you've been an employee at your company for a very long time, and maybe you've never actually seen your employment agreement. Maybe you saw it the day you signed it, and you haven't looked at it since. Well, it's your employment contract. So uh, generally speaking, that means you can ask to see it. And so if you're working on your own project, something to think about it is, maybe I need to have a look at that employment contract and see what it says about intellectual property. Because um, generally speaking, no one cares uh, before a project starts to make money. Mm -hmm. But if you are working on something and it does become successful and it does become something people are interested in, your employer, especially if you're an engineer, if you're a software developer, if you're a college professor, your employer might start to ask some questions. (laughs) They might start to wonder, hey, can we claim ownership of this thing that's doing really well? And I already know that some of you are probably, you know, on the line. You know, maybe you're working from home on your, maybe you're you're working on your project at home, but you're using your company's computer. Maybe you're not using your company's computer, but you are using um, a subscription to a very helpful service that your company is paying for. And so these go into the question of, Hey, did you actually do this on company time? Did you actually do this using company, um, resources, company materials? And, and if that's true, you the, and something you're doing becomes successful, that could create risk. It could create the risk of an employer trying to come around at the end and claim ownership of that idea, that invention, that project, whatever it was. And this is a really important question, because if you come up with something great, you're going to want to get the patent for it. You're going to want to get the trademark for it. You're going to want to get a copyright for it. But the question is going to be, can you do that? That's one of the first questions I ask when I'm working with a client and they are employed somewhere else. I ask them, is there a chance that your employer is going to try to claim ownership of this. And, often t- and sometimes that's the first time they're considering that question and they didn't consider it during the building phase. And if they had considered it during the building phase, that could have made a difference. Now, I also know some of you right now are thinking, well, joke's on them. I'm gonna go out and get the patent before they can even realize what happened. Not so fast because 10 bucks says, that your employment contract says that even if you go out and you get a patent or a trademark or a copyright or whatever, that you would then be obligated to give it back to your employer if certain criteria were met. So people think sometimes, oh, well, let me just go get the patent or whatever before they have time to realize it. That might not work, depends on what your employment contract says. So. Um, all of that is to say is that it's really, really important to get clear on if your project that you're working on in your free time that you're tinkering with, if if the company that you're building and the skills and the functions you're using for that look very similar to what you do during your nine to five, it's really important to get clear on who owns this. Do I own it? Does my company own it? And is there potentially going to be a fight over that if what I'm doing really takes off and ends up doing really well? And the starting point is understanding how intellectual property works. And the starting point is getting a copy of the employment contract and and knowing what's in there. And then the next step might be working with an attorney to help you understand, okay, what can I do? What can I not do? which things are safe which things are higher risk what's the best way for me to build while i'm still working with some for someone else in a way that's not going to result in my brand new project getting tied up in some legal intellectual property issues so that's what i have for you guys today i hope that this has been helpful and if you are a builder if you are a professor an engineer if you are working on something in your personal time and it's something that you want to understand better who owns that intellectual property then go ahead click the link in my bio set up a time with me and we can talk all things intellectual property and what it might mean for your project um and otherwise if this is helpful please share it with a friend Thank you guys so much for being here and I'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. The Legal Upgrade Podcast is a Bevel Law production. For more information about the Legal Upgrade, you can follow on Instagram at Bevel Law or find even more information on the website, bevellaw.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. See you next time on the Legal Upgrade Podcast.